Patrick Wicklander, freshman left-hander. Out of San Jose, California, all-SEC freshman team beat TCU last week. I'm here with Patrick Wicklander, pitcher for the University of Arkansas. Um, I'm Razorback Ology, and this is the first ever episode of Razorback Ology Talks. Um, pleased to have you guys listening, um, and we're just going to talk about whatever we can think of. Um <laughs> So, so let's start off with food. Give me your favorite dish. Well, what kind of dish are we talking here? There's... I mean, we can talk a dish in Fayetteville. We can go back to San Jose, find a dish. We could, any kind of dish you can think of. I'm going to go two dishes. I'm going right. to go here. You can't beat those. Oh. T-bone with the tamales and the potatoes. You really can't beat that. And back home in San Jose... I mean, I do miss some West Coast sushi. Not going to lie, big sushi guy. So you mentioned San Jose. Let's go back and talk about San Jose. Start when you were three years old and you were picking up a baseball for the first time. Go back to step one and take me through the journey to right now. Honestly, when I was three, I don't even, I can't even remember what I was doing. But actually, soccer was my first sport. Actually, believe it or not. Wow. Um, the only reason I really got into baseball, I was four years old going on five. I was at Sports Authority. Yeah, throwback store. <laughs> um, my grandma was in town, and there was these football cleats, actually, that had these sharks on the side. She goes, if you play baseball on them, I can get them for you. That was the sole reason I got them. And that's what really kick-started me playing baseball. Really? And, I mean, from, like... From then on, like, it just kind of kicked off. Like, I started loving it. Just, I mean, being in California, like, yeah, there's a lot of talent. But overall, like, I played with a lot of my friends growing up. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, I went everywhere, and I knew someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I could walk down the street, and I was like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. They all knew who I was. I knew who they were. Kind of like a, it's like a small community in a big town. Because mm -hmm. I think, like, I don't know the exact population of San Jose, but it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume most towns in California are pretty, pretty big. <laughs> it kind of just depends where you're going, actually. Yeah. I mean, because I just moved down to Fresno. That's still, like, a pretty big town. Mm -hmm. Just big, like, big on farming. Like, I went from the Silicon Valley to, like, yeah. the farming capital of yeah. California. Yeah. So when was... What was the, did you guys have like the Babe Ruth Leagues and the Mike Trout Leagues, whatever you want to call them, the Boys and Girls Club Leagues? What was, what was the name of your very first team? Um, the, so, first ever game, I was playing T-ball. We, we were the Giants. Yeah. Okay. That's shocker. Yep. Uh, but we actually played a thing called Blossom Valley Pony Baseball. Pony Baseball. Yes. It's not Little League because we, like, we actually start like leading off and stealing earlier. Uh, than like literally does, okay. but the pony actually stands for like protects our protect our nation's youth. Oh. So like we we'll have like the Palomino World Series, have, yeah. like all that. Like we were actually pretty good. Like we had a lot of talent coming through it. Mm. There's a few guys in like pro ball that went through it. I played yeah. with a few brothers that went through it. Mm. So what? How old were you when you were going through pony ball? <sighs> Probably when I was like five years old, like eighth grade. You guys were stealing it five, fifth grade? Uh, 
I first stole my like my first stolen base. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, I actually I actually played a position. Um, I was having like seven or eight. Wow! Like very first time. Yeah. Do you think uh, you think Coach Van Horn would ever let you steal a base? <laughs> 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 I mean, if things things needed to happen, yeah. <laughs> DBH, if you're listening to this, Patrick is open to be a pinch runner. Even it, even this weekend, you know. I mean, I mean, with our offense, we'd be. I don't yeah. think we need to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So then, I think I know the story, but you were committed to DBU Dallas Baptist, right? Yep. So talk talk about that. Talk about what you can about going through high school recruiting process, offers, all the nitty gritty. I mean, like DBU was really on me my sophomore year. I really like Coach Johnson. I like the whole program over there. Committed there fall going to the sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Then like, Coach Johnson left to Mississippi State, and then like, that was a whole big thing. I was just going to see how like the year played out. And then he came over to Arkansas. Then kind of grew a little interest, like yeah. m- like mutual interest. And I said, "Hey, I want to just pull the trigger on it." Yeah. Then I appeared probably one of the better decisions I ever made. <laughs> yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> so, did you? You don't have a car here, and Patrick was telling me earlier. He, at first, he said moped, but he corrected himself. It's more like a motorcycle. Yeah. Because um, oh, how yeah. fast? What's what's the max speed you you've been on this motorcycle? So I got up to sixty five seventy miles an hour. Man. Yeah. Uh, talk about feeling the wind. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on my third moped. Oh, what yeah. what what happened in the first two? First one got stolen. Oh, I, haven't, no. I, I haven't found that one. Oh. If if any of you guys have the have Patrick's moped, he he would really like it back. The second one, I actually like I was up at one in the morning. I can't remember why. And I just hear like someone trying to kickstart a moped. I, I look out my window and I'm thinking to myself, someone like trying to kickstart a moped right now. So I look out and I see where I normally park my moped and like it's not there. Oh, no. I'm like, dude, did this dude move this under a light? to kickstart this moped. Yeah. So I open the door. I'm trying to do this without waking up my roommate. Yeah. And I'm, I go outside, and I, like, I kind of yell to get him to stop. They kind of, like, nothing happened. So I go over to check the moped. Like, the whole front end's opened up. Like, they're trying to break it in, break it, start oh it. And it's not my moped. <sighs> so I'm looking around. It's 1.30 in the morning at this point. And I'm just like, I don't have a moped. I don't have a moped again. Like, are you serious? So you were you were accusing a guy of taking a moped? That... And I, like, he was out there at one in the morning. He had, like, I was like, I didn't call the cops or anything. I just stopped them, no. no. and they just went off. So I was like, I said, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I'm gonna go check the moped, see if it was mine. It wasn't mine. So I looked to my like lower like where I parked my moped, yeah. and I'm just. <laughs> This is great. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's 1.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. So I get on the phone with my dad. I'm like, hey, my moped got stolen. He goes, what? I'm like, my moped got stolen again. Uh-huh. And that, I, like, I'm furious. Yeah. I am beyond furious because it's about yeah. to get cold. And yeah. I'm like, this is not going to be fun. Then actually, literally, so I, like, I was, like, one of my buddies in my Spanish class at the time, uh-huh. he was, like, he was driving me back off in my apartment before. Right. And... We drive by, like, we see this moped parked. And he jokingly, he goes, like, hey, that looks like your moped. That so I, was not your moped. So I double take. I'm like, hey, pull back. Oh, no. 
I go up to it. I, I grab my key. I, like, it unlocks. It's like, key fits in the ignition. It just doesn't turn over. And you could open up the whole front of the moped like a book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is my moped. Whoa. I'm like, and it was literally four parking spaces down from me. I'm like, so my I didn't have a moped all week. And now I don't. I'm like, ah. I'm like, great. So did you, did you wait for, for the intruder? The Did you wait for him to come and get what he thought was his moped back? Did you just camp out there? Um, and like just sock the guy as soon as he tried to start the moped. <laughs> no, actually, I uh, I just said like I'm just like I want to call like Fayetteville police yeah. or campus police, however they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hey, I, I found my moped. And they're like, well, like so I give him the case number, the whole ten yards, and they have a guy come out. He goes like, so what happened? So I told him the whole story, and he goes, dude, that sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. But yeah, I found my moped, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, do you have one, like another moped? Like, do you have a form of transportation?" I was like, "Yeah, I like yeah. I got a new moped." Thankfully, my grandpa got me the one I have now, yeah. and I'm just like, so my moped's actually still sitting out there. Don't work. It's like still there to this day. No, like it's like in front. Like I put it on the side. Like I put it off to the side, so I like it's right in front uh-huh. of like where I normally park it. Yeah. So it's kind of just taking up space at this point. <laughs> So you almost have like one and a half mopeds right now. I wouldn't even call it a half. It's not just kind of it's, it's just, just kind of there. there. Yeah. What is the what is the worst thing about driving a moped in Fayetteville, Arkansas? I mean, you got three options. When it's howling wind and rainy. Yeah. You got it sleeting and cold, or you got days like today where it feels like it's negative fourteen. Yeah. Driving. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just got it's just one of those things you got to layer up, yeah. and you just look very awkward delayering yeah. in class. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me give you a scenario. It's thirty degrees. It snowed four inches last night. Wow. Um, it's eight in the morning. You got practice. Dave Van Horn. He, he's he's a tough guy. He's like, okay, we're, we're we're doing weights this morning. So tell me, how are you going to get to? Bomb walker. Uh, so I, I kind of prepare, I, I prepare it a little bit. Uh-huh. I kind of look at like, I have like three different apps I use for weather. Okay. Cause you can't really like, yeah, weather apps are kind of like weatherman. You can't really like, yeah. you can't be certain. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of look, I'm like, okay, what, like I have this one that tells me at certain times it's supposed to like snow or supposed to be uh-huh. the coldest. And I just kind of look through it throughout the day. And I'll, t- I'll kind of either text or ask my room. I'm like, Hey, what time are you getting to the field? He was like, oh, he'll tell me a time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, can I ride with you? All right, no big deal. I'm getting there and back. The, <laughs> the, the difficult part is getting to and from class. Part. That's the big, biggest part. Because yeah. going up the hill on that frozen road, not fun. Yeah, I, I would venture out. It may not even be possible sometimes. It's debatable, but you got to go to class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and your roommate's with? Marshall Denton. Marshall Denton. Um, tell me what, what is Marshall's worst quality as a roommate? And I guess we can go with his best, but what, what bugs you the most about Marshall? Not really? trying to throw him under the bus or anything. Just, is there anything that really like ticks you off that he may not know that you can just really just throw him under the bus in this podcast? Honestly, no. Like I, he's like, there's nothing really wrong with Marshall. Like he's just, he just, he does his own thing. He cleans up. Yeah. Like, we'll sit down and talk. Like, there's no, he's, 
not loud. Yeah, that's that's always good. And it's just sometimes I can't even tell if he's there or not. <laughs> and like that's not that's no that's no like like complaint about him. It's just yeah. I I'd say that's that's almost a compliment thing. It, you you don't want a roommate that you notice every time you're in the area. He's just taking up space, you know. Like like sometimes he'll come out of his room like, how long have you been home? <laughs> oh, you like you gonna tell me like, oh, I've been home. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> no, but like I think one of the best qualities about him is that like he'll like we'll have days where like we'll bring the Xbox Three Sixty out front like yeah. to the living room. We'll, we'll bust out Guitar Hero. Just start just big guitar hero guy. Big guitar hero big. guy. I mean for Christmas for hit for Christmas I got him one of the last guitar hero Metallicas. Wow. Yeah. One of two left in Fresno, California. So Marshall, you're welcome. <laughs> that's so that's like a vintage item. That's an antique almost. But yeah. And it was the last one he needed, so I was like, I know he needs this. So I went around Fresno, California. <laughs> Got one of the last two left. One of the last two. That's that's a heck of a roommate right there. Shout out to GameStop though. <laughs> <laughs> what what song on Guitar Hero could you and Marshall? And for those that don't know, Marshall is a pitcher, sophomore, also at the university. He's a redshirt. Uh, I think he's a redshirt junior. Redshirt junior. One of those two. Somewhere in there. He's so, he's an older guy. Older guy. He's an older guy. What what song could you and Marshall? If I if I threw you both a guitar right now what song could you just go to town with you would not miss a note expert <laughs> difficulty i'm telling you bomb walker is packed with 10 12 13,000 fans well i can tell you first off uh i can't play expert difficulty i'm not uh, that talented okay but one song we can do together is one by metallica Okay. If you want to get expert difficulty, <laughs> get Bomb Walker rocking, get Zebulon Vermillion and Marshall Angus Denton. Oh, Zebulon Vermillion, the beard, all of it. What's what's the Metallica song? One by Metallica. Oh, it's just it's one. one. Like oh, it's o, one. O N E. O N E. One. One. Great intro, great solo. Watching Marshall play is incredible. <laughs> could that? Do you think that could be Marshall's walk-up song? I think Marshall does have a Metallica walk-up song, though. Really? I actually think he does. But I don't think it's one. It's, uh... Gosh. Can't remember. Like, they just posted, like, the playlist yeah. on Twitter and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a Metallica yeah. one. And yours, I was I was stalking a few... Yours is California. California Love by Tupac. So, and that that makes sense, because you're from, born and raised in California. I mean, yeah. I mean, last year was, like, the greatest showman. Yeah. And everyone's like, everyone on the team was like, hey, you should do it, like, do it again. And I'm like, I can't, like, everyone told me that I should do it again. I also got mixed yeah. things. I was like, hey, like, are you going to change it up? So I said, like, at first I was going to go with it again. Then I was like, I kind of kept thinking to myself, no, I got to change it up. You got to change it up. <laughs> got it. So didn't, I could be wrong, Dominic Fletcher, was his walk-up song California as well? No, so his walk-up was a Fergie song. It was a Fergie. It was Fergalicious. Right. Fergalicious. Yes, but that, once in, they would play California every like, other at bat or somewhere. It was there, like right? whenever you had like a big time double, like you heard it blast, and it was honestly one yeah. of the coolest things. Yeah. So, so with that, did you guys pick multiple songs? Because I mean, as a hitter, especially with this offense, you're going to come up to the plate three, four, maybe even five times. <laughs> quite honestly, I'm I'm a big Post Malone guy. I don't want to hear Post Malone five times a game. 
So how how does that work? Do you have to pick multiple and they cycle through or? Um. Well, they'll give us like three options, like for hitters at least. Yeah. Good heart. You probably heard at least five or six different walkups last year. Yeah. Yeah. But they were all the good ones. Um, pitchers like you can get one for when you start, when you come out of the pen. Mm-hmm. You can have different ones. I mean, because last year when I started the pen, it was like Hail to the King by Event Sevenfold. Uh-huh. Then when I started, it was the Greatest Showman. Um. Like, here's a little different. Like, you get to change it up. Yeah. Pitchers, like, you don't really got a whole lot of yeah. options. Like, you yeah. can see them coming out of the pen, yeah. you're starting. Yeah. Because you got three or four chances. Right. Um, so, let's 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 talk entertainment movies. A lot of good movies are going around. The Oscars, Parasite just won, Best Picture. Give me give me some of your favorite movies. Step Brothers, hands down. You could, wow. I could quote that movie word for word. Am I going to quote it now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Step Brothers, hands down. So I didn't see you in the Step Brothers picture with it was Heston and Connor. I yeah. would say, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like their own thing. Yeah, right, Heston and Connor was totally different friendship. Yeah, I'm just gonna let them be them. Yeah, Connor, uh, it fits them perfectly. Mm-hmm. Great personalities. Um, but like those are a lot of like our whole team's like a bunch of big movie guys. Really. Big movie guys. What's what's your genre? More comedy. Comedy. Like the other, like I found out the other guys was on Netflix, and I got so excited. <laughs> have you have you che- you've checked out The Office? I'm assuming. One hundred percent. Yeah. I that's been on repeat for almost two months now. Wow, that's awesome. I I was watching about two hours of Impractical Jokers. That's a good one. Oh, that's that's a that's that's, that's, that's a gem. That one. Um, I'm kind of upset. Friends got taken down. Oh yeah, um, and they're they're taking Netflix down too, right? At the end of the end of the year. This is news to me. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to break any hearts, but I I, I think I'm I want to say I'm pretty sure that Netflix is being removed from the office is being removed from Netflix. I think I, I'll I'll need somebody to confirm oh. this later. I want to need some do some research on this. I, it's it's devastating, and I I hate to be the one to break it to you, but. But all I gotta say is shout out to the people that are gonna put it on YouTube. Yeah, they. You, you know, somebody, someone's gonna find a way around this. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna need to get get busy here pretty soon. Oh yeah, someone's screen recording. They're caught, they're <laughs> downloading it. Yeah, they're doing something, but they're going. It's going to be. It's still gonna be around. Yeah, it it may be illegal what they're doing, but it's it's for the benefit of the public. I'd say. <laughs> Whatever the benefit for the public is, you can cross a few lines and. Yeah, but I mean, let's see, Talladega Nights. That's another one. Yeah. That's another one. Um, Have you seen uh, Division Three Football's Finest? <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, honestly, biggest comedy football series is Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State. That is a good one. That is one that is definitely... That's... I don't... I wouldn't say that's anything like college, from my experience, at least. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Then what? There's like there's All Americans a good one that's came out. Yeah. And then if you want some live action, like not live action, it's like if you want nonfiction, like kind of like All American, look mm-hmm. at QB one. Okay. I recently started that. Okay. Next, so next, uh, next game delay that happens, and everyone's about to go to a game, and it gets canceled because of rain. What's the movie that you're gonna tell everybody to go see? <sighs> Knowing the team. You can't go wrong with Wolf on Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. 
We're big Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, we're like big Wolf on Wall Street guys. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, we're just throwing out classics left and right here. I mean, it's nonstop. <laughs> like you name it. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, I cause me and Nolan will talk about like just hey like did you see this? And he'll just name this movie. I'm like, dude, I've never heard of this. He goes, <laughs> I'm just so deep into it. <laughs> All right, dude. <sighs> I mean, you do you. Yeah. Let's talk Coach Pittman. If you were a football player, what position do you think you'd fit in best? And if you could choose all of your attributes, your height, weight, what would you be your preferred position in a fantasy world? Kicker. Kicker. Now, you're you're going to have to go into depth about this one because I don't think I've ever heard somebody say their dream <laughs> position on a football team <laughs> is kicker. Um, You don't get hit. Yeah. I was a soccer player. So you're you're good with the feet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not as tall as like Train Hawks or Mike Woods. Yeah. I'm not as big as them. Definitely not as fast as them. <laughs> um, I don't think I have the hands either. So I would I wouldn't say wide receiver at all. I'm not and I couldn't go anywhere on the D line or O line. Yeah, those those guys have about 200 pounds on you. About. Yeah. Um, our linebackers. I'm not as big or as quick as them. Mm. Also, and like quarterback, I just like, I just don't like, yeah, and like I, I couldn't take a blindside hit. Yeah. And just, I just, you got to know, you got to know what all the other 10 guys are doing. You got to know what the right tackle is going to do. You got to know what your running back, the receivers, you got to know the center. Like, is it on one? Is it on two? Like Peyton Manning, when he's up there, Omaha, Nebraska, yellow 14, you got to know all those things. I mean, that's just like, I'm like, yo, nope. Yeah. Give me the ball. I'll get you three points or I'll get you the PAT. <laughs> yeah, except except in the XFL, there are no more extra points. So if if you were seriously wanting to consider this whole kicker position, <laughs> oh stay stay away from the XFL. Or if I miss a field goal in the XFL, they interview you about it oh, right away. Man, that is that is brutal. That's... Could you could you imagine, you, give up. Of a grand slam, a tater in left field. God forbid it doesn't happen this year, and it probably won't. But you give up a four-run slammer. Dave Van Horn comes out. He says, all right, Patrick, that's it. You're done. And you walk over. All of a sudden, there's this camera in your face. And this reporter says, Patrick, what, ha- what happened on that last pitch? Where would you miss? Like, what? My exact response would be, um, it missed dead center of his barrel. <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. You just can't do a whole lot. I mean, I would even think curse words, four-letter words that start with S, end with T, start with D, end with N. I mean, you name them. I, I just don't think that's the that's the most appropriate time to interview somebody. No. Is when they just failed at their passion. I just... I'm a, I'm a big Madden guy, and... I've missed, I've missed, my friends know I've missed quite a few important field goals in Madden <laughs> in my time. And I get, I get extremely upset. And if there's a camera in my face, I would, I would want to push it out of the way. I, I don't think I could talk to it. Yeah. And that's just one of those things you just got to bite your tongue in. Yeah. You can't do a whole lot, especially if it's on national television. Yeah. You just, you can't tell them no, not right now. Yeah. And a lot of people, the emotions are high in those kind of sports. A lot of people don't understand the, the emotions, the electricity going in someone's body, not literally, but, and things can be said that right in that spot, 
you said, but if you think about it, tomorrow morning you probably didn't mean what you said. I mean, I'm sure Odell Beckham and, you know, some of those talkers have had a few things that they've regretted. I mean, yeah, I mean, because, like, when you talk about something like that, like, the big thing that comes with me is, like, Richard Sherman one. I can't remember. Was it, um, again, Crabtree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, I, I can see it here. Like, that's, that's just, like, a prime example of it. Yeah. I mean, like, you hear nothing but great things about Richard Sherman and that, mm-hmm. then that whole thing just happens. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things you just, that's something you, especially being an NFL cornerback. Yeah. It's just one of those things you don't. You can't let slip away. Like, it won't slip away from you. Yeah. It just won't blow over. Yeah. Someone will have it. Yeah. And being a being a Stanford grad, you would, you would think that Sherman maybe would say smarter things about his opponents. I mean, I, I can't imagine what Michael Crabtree did or said to him, but it it must have crossed every line that Sherman has. Oh, it probably has. I mean, I, I know. I mean, I'm pretty sure he came out and formally apologized, didn't he? I I I would I would have hoped so. I he probably did. I mean, because knowing him being a smart like, he's pretty smart like yeah. on and off the field. Yeah. I mean, he probably apologized. I mean, yeah. That was what six, seven years ago. Yeah, a long time ago when he was with San Francisco. I mean Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I just think it's funny now that he played for the team. <laughs> he just <Yeah>. trashed <laughs> the, the team. He talked trash on. He played for them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, all you got to say is uh, Niner Faithful. Niner Faithful. I was That was my next question, but before I was going to ask it, I kind of assumed. I mean, because uh, when they moved from Candlestick to Levi, so I'm actually about like 15, like I used to live 15 minutes down the road from Levi. Okay. So game day's traffic would be awful. Yeah. So bad. Just try to avoid downtown, whole 10 yards. Yeah. It was, like, it was a really cool, like, it was a really cool scene to like go up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my good buddies back home, actually, his dad, like, him and his dad and a bunch of his buddies helped, like, help with, helped out with the construction and all that fun stuff. Wow. So, like, it was actually, it's really cool for the city. Um, It's also next to California's Great, uh, great America. Mm-hmm. Great Music Park. <laughs> One of the go-tos. <laughs> summer cl- classic. <laughs> Isn't there a, uh, in San Francisco, it's a, I don't know the name of it, it's like a underwater prison. I want to say. Oh, uh, are you talking about of... Alcatraz? Yes, Alcatraz. Okay. Yeah, give no. us give us like the top three things to do visiting San Francisco because we... so visiting San Francisco. Well, number one, like Alcatraz, like everyone thinks of Alcatraz when they think of San Francisco. Yeah, that's like everyone's like, oh my gosh, we gotta go do it. Uh-huh. Granted, I've never been like I've never done one of the tours. Okay, that's my that's what I want to do. Like, so they do a night tour apparently, and oh, I want I want to spend some, I'm going to spend some money oh. doing that. Yeah, that's going to be creepy, but I'm all about that. Who cares about the day tour? Let's do the night tour. I mean, they take you on a little ferry out to the island. Oh, and pitch black. Yeah, so you don't know what's coming at you. Oh, my God. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Um, Another thing in San Francisco is clam chowder bread bowls. Clam chowder bread bowls. Yes, sourdough bread bowls with clam, like San Francisco clam chowder. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. Is this is this a dish that you could was this like one B to your one hundred percent it's 1B. a one B. This is definitely like there's nothing beats it. Yeah. Like you got those are the two things that people think of when they think of San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Um another one would be the piers. The piers are yeah. really fun. It's kinda like they have kinda like this carnival like charisma about it. And you just walk around, it's like you're upbeat, it's fun. Yeah. You see the sea lines, yeah. you see all these boats going in and out. Yeah. And it, like it's like like it's just really cool. 
and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like modern mixed with like old school too. Yeah. So you get like the like you get the saltwater taffy along yeah. with uh like all the modern day like Santa Cruz gear. Uh-huh. Like it's just it's like San Francisco and like Santa Cruz like in that area. Yeah, it's all like one giant. Yeah. Like everyone knows that that area for those like, yeah. few things. Right. Granted, it is the Silicon Valley. <laughs> But it's just San Francisco. Like San Francisco is a really cool city. It's mm-hmm. vintage. It's old school. Yeah. Um. Just I hate driving in it. Yeah. Traffic in yeah. in the city is awful. Yeah. <laughs> so if 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 you could pitch, I I don't if I don't I hope this doesn't cross the line. If you could pitch for a team, I would go to say the San Francisco Giants would be up there. One of your favorite options. I mean, preferably, but but anywhere, anywhere's good. That if I get the opportunity yeah, to, yeah. I mean, I still got another year or so to deal with yeah, that. I'm just, yeah. I'm focusing on this year mainly. Yeah, yeah. And San Francisco, it's is it AT&P, AT&T Park? So it they just changed it to like Oracle Park, I believe. Okay. And I think the Warriors just moved next to it to be like Oracle, Oracle. Center. Oh. Because it was Oracle Arena. And now it's Oracle's center, I think. Center. So they're kind of like Oracle twins, one would say. I, I guess so. But okay. the, like, it's literally a two-minute walk from yeah. Oracle Park to or- Oracle Center, I think. I think that's the name of it, at least. Yeah. And and there's the, the one thing I know about Oracle Park is it has the big glove in left field. Yes. If I'm thinking right, yep. the big glove. Yep. Um, which I, I think is just absolutely the coolest thing. If somebody hits a ding-dong into the glove... Like, the whole world should get free Taco Bell tacos. Or they need to figure <laughs> out some promotion. Um, so, the thing about the glove, there's a slide that kind of, go, like, goes through it. There's a slide that there's goes a slide. through the glove. There's a slide. Oh. Like, you climb up towards, the, like, the uh, the very top middle finger, like, yeah, area. Yeah, You could slide down through the thumb. Oh, that's fascinating. It's really cool. Another thing is, when I was, like, I can't remember how old I was. Yeah. But I was going to one of the games... And it was when they were playing the Marlins when they had Stan- John Carlos Stanton. And I witnessed Stanton hit a ball over the glove over and the glove. onto the glove during BP. Oh, my gosh. It was the coolest thing. I said, I wish I could do this. <laughs> I, was like, awesome. I wish I could do this. Any last comments? If, if there was one thing that you could say to Bomb Walker Faithful, anything. If it's just anything. Uh... Best college fans in, in baseball. Best college fans in baseball. And why, why is that? Um, very rarely do you get this many people in a stadium each and every weekend. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better college atmospheres in the nation. Um, granted, there's a lot. You got LSU, you got Mississippi State, you got mm-hmm. all these other ones, but I don't think there's anyone better than yeah. Bob Walker. Yeah. And one thing... One thing that's going to make it a little tougher for opponents this year is they're moving the bullpen. They're sw- swapping the bullpens, right? So I don't think it's this year, actually. It's not this year? I don't think it's this year. It, may, it could be I, next year. It, I, it should be done by next year. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. I just know they started breaking yeah. ground on it. Well, I, I feel I feel extremely bad for the SEC pitching staffs that have to – eventually will have to sit under the – the student section out there, the hog pen, and just getting heckled for nine innings. I mean, the poor left fielder, he he gets it for nine innings, but now the whole bullpen and pitching staff gets it for nine innings. Like, I I don't know how they can handle it. 
it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun because yeah. hearing hearing the hog pens with the left fielder, like how they interact, <laughs> it's just fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun place to be around. Yeah, like yeah. it's not bad. It's not like too much. Yeah, it's right. like it's fun. Yeah. Like last year, I think like one of the better ones was Thomas Dillard uh-huh. and the hog pen. Yeah, like just hear like just seeing them interact. It was one of yeah. like it was really cool to see. Yeah, because you you just see like we're like the players are actually people too. Yeah, and it's. Like seeing someone handle it like that, it's one of the better yeah. things to see, especially in college baseball. Yeah, and it I will I will say being a member, faithful member of the Hawk Band, it makes it ten times better when the left fielder interacts and enjoys the heckling. And I'm sure I'm sure sometimes they they don't like it, and you have those stubborn guys. But it's just how how everyone takes it in reality. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot more people than bad, yeah. and it's it's a fun place to be around. It's yeah. just all markers is a fun place. Yeah. Like, you can't walk in upset mm-hmm. unless the hogs lose. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but you know. But overall, it's just a fun place. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will give you one recommendation. If if I if I could give you a recommendation this year, I would say avoid picking your nose on television. Use use a Kleenex before uh, before you go out on the mound. I'm sure you you probably have since that series, but yeah. not gonna lie, seeing that it was kind of I not gonna lie, I did get a little more cautious about it, <laughs> like a little more cautious about like where I'm, like where the cameras are at least, because yeah, yeah. that's that is one thing always being on camera you just yeah. kind of gotta watch what you're doing. Yeah. All right, well that'll wrap up the first episode of Razorbackology Talks. Uh, thanks to Patrick for joining me um, hope to have more of these in the future and come out to bomb two o'clock on friday I'll, I'll let you i'll let you sign off uh bomb walker two o'clock friday saturday i want to say one o'clock on sunday bingo um students get in the hog pen for free yeah they do all right that'll do it peace <laughs>